Welcome back, everybody. Here we are. Yes. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Yeah, and Eric, today is day 121. It is day 121. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we get cupcakes for that. No, we don't. But that's a very Chip and Eric thing to have yeah. random cupcakes for a random day. But one day 150 is coming. It is. That's a special day. Actually, tomorrow, tomorrow. will be one-third of the way through. Yeah, that's right. We're just going to keep going after it. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Yeah, that's good. It's Easter week here right now. Oh, currently. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Currently not, 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 yeah. Not in your world. Not in the digital world. Where we are, it's yes. Easter week, and so we're just thinking about that every single day. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome, even though it's the same day as it was yesterday. Anyway, <laughs> it's right. cool. Now hey, I'm confused. All right. So we're going to jump all over the place today, but we're going to start in 2 Samuel chapter 5. We're just going to read 10 verses there, then we're going to jump over to Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 11 and 12. Now the purpose of that and we'll see it as we read it, is we are reading this chronologically. So, yeah, yeah, we're not just going from left to right, top to bottom through the whole book. We're going to read this chronologically. So We have a new king today. I, I believe, spoilers, Chip. Yeah. 2 Samuel chapter 5. No spoilers. Okay. Here's the heading. David becomes king of all Israel. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, surprise. Man. See, that would have delivered so much better. Yeah. Then all the tribes of Israel went to David at Hebron and told him, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, when Saul was our king, you were the one who really led the forces of Israel. And the Lord told you, you will be the shepherd of my people Israel. You will be Israel's leader. So there at Hebron, King David made a covenant before the Lord with all the elders of Israel, and they anointed him king of Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years in all. He had reigned over Judah from Hebron for seven years and six months, and from Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah for 33 years. David captures Jerusalem. Then David led his men to Jerusalem to fight against the Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land, who were living there. The Jebusites taunted David, saying, You'll never get in here. Even the blind and the lame could keep you out. For the Jebusites thought they were safe. But David captured the fortress of Zion, which is now called the city of David. On the day of the attack, David said to his troops, I hate those lame and blind Jebusites. Whoever attacks them should strike by going into the city through the water tunnel. That is the origin of the saying, and we've all heard this saying several times, the blind and the lame may not enter the house. Yeah. So David made the fortress his home. He called it the city of David. He extended the city, starting at the supporting terraces and working inward. And David became more and more powerful because the Lord of heaven's armies was with him. Okay, very good. So we're going to jump forward to 1 Chronicles chapter 11. Here's the heading. David becomes king of all Israel. Okay. Yeah. Then then all Israel gathered before David at Hebron and told him, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, even when Saul was king, you were the one who really led the forces of Israel. And the Lord your God told you, You will be the shepherd of my people Israel. You will be the leader of my people Israel. So there at Hebron, David made a covenant before the Lord with all the elders of Israel. And they anointed him king of Israel, just as the Lord had promised through Samuel. David captures Jerusalem. Then David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, or Jebus as it used to be called, where the Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land, were living. The people of Jebus taunted David, saying, You'll never get in here. But David captured the fortress of Zion, which is now called the city of David. David had said to his troops, Whoever is first to attack the Jebusites will become the commander of my armies. And Joab, the son of David's sister, Zeruiah, was first to attack. So 
he became the commander of David's armies. David made the fortress his home, and that is why it is called the City of David. He extended the city from the, su- the supporting terraces to the surrounding area, while Joab rebuilt the rest of Jerusalem. And David became more and more powerful because the Lord of Heaven's armies was with him. David's mightiest warriors. These are the leaders of David's mighty warriors. Together with all Israel, they decided to make David their king, just as the Lord had promised concerning Israel. Here's the record of David's mightiest warriors. The first was Joshabim, the Hakbonite, who was the leader of the three, the mightiest warriors among David's men. He once used his spear to kill 300 enemy warriors in a single battle. Next in rank among the three was Eleazar, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoah. He was with David when the Philistines gathered for battle at Pas Damim and attacked the Israelites in a field full of barley. The Israelite army fled, but Eleazar and David held their ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord saved them by giving them a great victory. Once when David was at the rock near the cave of Adalam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim. The three, who were among the thirty, an elite group among David's fighting men, went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and a Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. David remarked how love... David remarked lovingly, or longingly, to his men, Oh, how I would love some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. So the tree broke through the Philistine, the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. But David refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. God forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. So David did not drink it. These are examples of the exploits of the three. David's 30 mighty men. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was the leader of the 30. He once used his spear to kill 300 enemy warriors in a single battle. It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the 30 and was their commander, though he was not one of the three. There was also Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. Another time on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and he killed it. Once, army armed only with a club, he killed an Egyptian warrior who was seven and a half feet tall and who was armed with a spear as thick as a weaver's beam. That's pretty, that's pretty thick, Eric. Man. Yeah. Benaiah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it. Deeds like these made Benaiah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the 30, though he was not one of the three. And David made him captain of his bodyguard. David's mighty warriors also included Azahel, Joab's brother, Elhanan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, hmm. Shema from Herod, Helez from Pelon, Ira of Ikesh from Tekoa, Abiezer from Anathoth, Sibakai from Husha, Zalman from Ahoa, Maharai from Netopha, Heled son of Bena from Netopha, Ithai son of Ribai from Gibeah in the land of Benjamin, Benaiah from Pirathon, Hurai from near Nahal Gash, Abi Alban from Araba, Asmaveth from Bahurim, Eliaba from Shalban, the sons of Jashin from Gizon, Jonathan, son of Shagi from Harar, Ahiam, son of Sharar from Harar, Eliphal, son of Ur, Hefer, son of Makira, Ahijah from Pilon, Hezro from Carmel, 
Parai, son of Ezbi, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibar, son of Hagri, Zelek from Ammon, Nahurai from Beeroth, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Zeruah, Ira from Jadar, Garib from Jadar, Uriah the Hittite, Zabad, son of Ahalai, Adina, son of Sheza, the Reubenite leader who had 30 men with him, Hanan, son of Makkah, Joshaphat from Mithna, Uzziah from Ashtaroth, Shema and Jalil, and, sorry, excuse me, Jael, the sons of Hotham from Aror, Jediel, son of Shimri, Joha, his brother from Tiz, Eliel from Mahava, Jerabai and Joshaviah, the sons of Elnam, Ithma from Moab, Eliel and Obed, Jesiel and Zobah. Very good, Eric. Whew. First Chronicles chapter 12, warriors joined David's army. The following men joined David at Ziklag while he was hiding from Saul, son of Kish. They were among the warriors who fought beside David in battle. All of them were expert archers, and they could shoot arrows or sling stones with their left hand, as well as their right hand. They were all relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin. Their leader was Ahaziar, son of Shema, from Gibeah. His brother Joash was second in command, and these were the other warriors. Sure. Jeziel and Pelet, sons of Asmavath. Berakah, Jehu from Anathoth. Ishmaiah from Gibeon, a famous warrior and leader among the 30. Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Johanan, and Jozabad from Gedera. Eluzai, Jeremoth, Bealiah, Shemariah, and Shephatiah from Heraph. Elkanish, Ishia, Azarel, Jozer, and Joshabim, who were Korahites. Jola and Zebediah, sons of Jeroham from Gedor. Some brave and experienced warriors from the tribe of Gad also defected to David while he was at the stronghold in the wilderness. They were expert with bow, shield, and spear, as fierce as lions and as swift as a deer on the mountains. Ezer was their leader. Obadiah was the second. Eliab was third. Mishmenah was fourth. Jeremiah was fifth. Atai was sixth. Eliel was seventh. Johanan was eighth. Elzabad was ninth. Jeremiah was 10th, Machbani was 11th. These warriors from Gad were army commanders. The weakest among them could take on a hundred regular troops, and the strongest could take on a thousand. These were the men who crossed the Jordan River during its seasonal flooding at the beginning of the year and drove out all the people living in the lowlands on both the east and the west banks. Others from Benjamin and Judah came to David at the stronghold. David went out to meet them and said, If you have come in peace to help me, we are friends. But if you've come to betray me to my enemies, then I am innocent. And then may the God of our ancestors see it and punish you. And the spirit came upon Amasai, the leader of the 30, and he said, We are yours, David. We're on your side, son of Jesse. Peace and prosperity be with you and success to all who help you. For your God is the one who helps you. So David let them join him, and he made them officers over his troops. Some men from Manasseh defected from the Israelite army and joined David when he set out with the Philistines to fight against Saul. But as it turned out, the Philistine rulers refused to let David and his men go with them. After much discussion, they sent them back, for they said, It will cost our heads if David switches loyalties to Saul and turns against us. Here's a list of the men from Manasseh who defected to David as he was returning to Ziklag. Adna, Josabad, Jediel, Michael, Josabad, Elihu, and Zilathai. Each commanded 1,000 troops from the tribe of Manasseh. They helped David chase down bands of raiders, for they were all brave and able warriors who became commanders in his army. 
Day after day, more men joined David until he had a great army like the army of God. These are the numbers of armed warriors who joined David at Hebron. They were all eager to see David become king instead of Saul, just as the Lord had promised. From the tribe of Judah, there were 6,800 warriors armed with shields and spears. From the tribe of Simeon, there were 7,100 brave warriors. From the tribe of Levi, there were 4,600 warriors. This included Jehoiada, leader of the family of Aaron, who had 3,700 under his command. This also included Zadok, a a brave young warrior with 22 members of his family, who were all officers. From the tribe of Benjamin, Saul's relatives, there were 3,000 warriors. Most of the men from Benjamin had remained loyal to Saul until this time. From the tribe of Ephraim, there were 20,800 brave warriors, each highly respected in his own clan. From the half-tribe of Manasseh, west of the Jordan, 18,000 men were designated by name to help David become king. From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with all the relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. From the time of Zebulon, there were, from the tribe of Zebulun, there were 50,000 skilled warriors. They were fully armed and prepared for battle and completely loyal to David. From the time, tribe of Naphtali, there were 1,000 officers and 37,000 warriors armed with shields and spears. From the tribe of Dan, there were 28,600 warriors all prepared for battle. From the tribe of Asher, there were 40,000 trained warriors all prepared for battle. From the east side of the Jordan River, where the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh lived, there were 120,000 troops armed with every kind of weapon. All these men came in battle arrayed to Hebron with the single purpose of making David the king over all Israel. In fact, everyone in Israel agreed that David should be their king. They feasted and drank with David for three days, for preparations had been made by their relatives for their arrival. And people from as far away as Issachar, Zebulun, and Naphtali brought food on donkeys, camels, mules, and oxen. Vast supplies of flour, fig cakes, clusters of raisins, wine, olive oil, cattle, sheep, and goats were brought to the celebration. There was great joy throughout the land of Israel. All right. Okay. Man, that was good. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. It reminded me um, many years ago. That was many years ago now. I, uh, I read a book on King David in, in, the, in the terms of leadership, in the area of leadership, and they talked about um, what's known as the 330 and what I'm calling the thousands. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm adding that piece to that. But the 330 and the thousands, you know, when it was all done, these all all these men came in battle to array to array to Hebron with a single purpose of making David the king over Israel, mm-hmm. and so um, so really you can trace back uh, the success of David. Yes, he had a heart for God, and that that's key. But the men that came alongside him, right, and that walked with him and and had his back and and fought these battles and led troops. These were highly skilled men and. They were trustworthy for the most part, and David could depend upon them. And so I think, you know, we know Jesus had men that he connected with as well. And uh, this is a little different in, in the terms where um, David isn't Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he needs, he needs the right men. He needs the right team. And so I think if you're in a uh, specifically a position of leadership and in, in you're in charge of kind of leading an organization or, or, or leading a team or a project or, or whatever it may be, I think it's very important to assess who's on your team and be willing to empower them yep. and to release them to do great things, mm-hmm. you know? And so 
um, Eric, Eric and I have been talking recently about, um, uh, you know, these, these, what do we call them? Celebrity pastors or celebrity sure. leaders and Christian leaders. And I have just been discouraged the last so many years of just people that I have just followed and listened to and modeled my ministry after just go down and down and down. And I've learned to say, Eric, you know, that I learned to say, you know, I learned not to say that that could never happen to me right. or you because it yep, can. Absolutely. And the moment we don't think it can, it will. Mm-hmm. So I'm aware, and I know you're aware of that, and we need to be careful of it. Um, but I think when you look at situations where leaders go down, they have the wrong people around them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important. Who are your people? And do you trust them? Um, they're not just yes people, but they say the things that you might not want to hear but need to hear they have your back and they care for your heart and and they want the best for you and so i think that's the so what today is make sure you have people whether in your position or not have the right people mm-hmm. god's people that love you and uh will want the best for you and 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 then you give them the credit and you help them uh, along in the journey so we can go a lot more down that path but we'll just yeah. keep it there love that well um one observation before I talk about where's Jesus, I thought it was very interesting. I don't know why I never, this didn't really sink into my long-term memory, I guess, at any point. But uh, when we talked about David's mighty warriors, um, Uriah the Hittite. Yeah, I circled it. Man. Yeah. You know, and, and if you don't know the story of Uriah the Hittite, we're going to get there. But David does him wrong in a big way, you yeah. know, uh, basically as wrong as you can do a person. Mm-hmm. And he was one of his elite warriors, you know. So, mm-hmm. yes, make that team around you. Get the right people around you. But mm-hmm. treat them well. Treat them right. Yep. Okay, very good. Where's Jesus? Uh, so where's Jesus? Jesus? Is this going to be, I I don't, again, I always want to avoid the obvious ones. But I can't avoid the obvious ones because that's undercutting the importance of this story. But where's Jesus? Look, this is the beginning of the, the royal line. Yeah. And this is truly where now David is in charge of all of Israel. We've seen him have a small piece. Now he's got the whole thing. And it just kind of reminds me about, um, you know, David was king, mm-hmm. rightfully so. Even before this, David was king, rightfully so. When Saul died, he became king. Yeah. Right? He was their king, whether they wanted him or not. But they fought back and they fought back and they fought back. And so there were just a few, a small number of people who accepted him as king. And that's a little bit like when Jesus came. Hmm. You know, a small number of people. A small number. You know, a narrow yeah. path that's hard to find. Yeah. small number of people accepted him as king. That's right. And now what we see yeah. is David is now king over everything. Everyone has finally bowed their knee yeah. to David. Yeah. And he is king over all. They bought in. Yeah. And mm. that is also what will happen when Jesus comes again, right. the second coming. Yeah. So. That's where I see Jesus in this. I'm very excited to get into the story of David now that he's on the throne. A lot of tragedy, but Mm -hmm. a lot to learn, like you said, from leadership perspective. So, Hey, guys, have a great day today. We're so proud of you. Share this with friends and families, and we will see you tomorrow. Yes, we will. Well, we won't.